Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Again, before we get into Abigail and her messed up marriage, we want to say it again and again. If this or was you, things might be a mess, but they do not have to stay that way. You do have options, even if you think you don't. There is a way out. The Lord always gives us a way out. We're going to talk about that later on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's start with a little bit about Abigail. Um, Her story starts in 1 Samuel 26, and we're going to start on verse 2. Again, we're not reading the whole Abigail story. We're just going to touch on the details that pertain to this particular um, topic. Okay, 1 Samuel uh, 26.2. Now, there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 3,000 goats, and he was shearing in his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail, and she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Cable. Caleb. Caleb. Cable, Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, one of those those C words. Okay, so already in this first paragraph, it starts out by telling us what a gem of a guy he was. He was rich, harsh, and evil. And by name, his name, by the way, actually means full. We're not sure at this point if it was a mother given name or a character given name, but it suited him well. Probably, probably not. (laughs) The interesting thing about Caleb, I just, I don't, I don't know if you (laughs) talked about this, but Caleb was a Gentile. I did not. I don't talk about it. Okay. Cause so, so Caleb's family is a a Gentile. And the reason that this is important is that when they were in battle, Caleb asked for a blessing too. And he got all this land because he helped Joshua, the Jew go in and take the promised land. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. That, that means this guy should know, this guy knows better. That's what I'm saying. He, he certainly knows better. does. He certainly does. He came from a, um, a, a very, very good family. Good family. And, you know, but sometimes there's one. Oh yeah, there's always, yeah, yeah there, there sometimes is. Sometimes there's more. And I doubt the mom looked at her child and said, he's such a fool already. Probably that is, we don't actually get to know his real name because he was such an idiot that we don't even get to know his real name. His mama yeah. probably didn't want anybody to know. Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm I think it was a nickname. No, it never says, but I think yeah. it was a nickname um, because of his character. His character, you know, we're we're about to see what yeah. his character is. Okay, so um, he had a wife who was of good understanding and beautiful, and I'm going to venture out and say she was beautiful inside mm-hmm. and out, and she was a woman of good understanding. So listen, I think this woman was the whole package deal. She understood her husband and her marriage and what a mess they both were, the husband and the marriage. We can learn a lot from her and how she handles tough things in harsh, involuntary situations. And I say involuntary Mm -hmm. because yes, at some point we are involuntary in a mess of a situation. But I chose him and I stayed with him, you say, and that's not involuntary. 
I like my voice. Yeah, that was great. And part of that is true. I chose to date my husband, whose name was John, and I chose to marry him. I didn't realize who I was marrying. He was very, very good at being someone Mm -hmm. he actually wasn't. And I thought I was dating and marrying someone very different than what I actually ended up with. And I voluntarily married a sweet, charming Christian man. I involuntarily married an imposter imposter who was horrible on so many levels. I was trapped with no help and nowhere to run to. And lots of you know me and Anna, and you might hear a side of our about our past today that you never knew before. And we are going to be very transparent today. So don't judge us because we aren't going to judge you. And we love you and we are here to help. Yes, ma'am. Okay. You over there with your hand thank up. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to, uh, because of what you just said, I wanted to point out with um, Abigail is she did not let her situation define her. She did not stay. Right. She didn't let it create a character that was not becoming because it said she was a woman of good understanding and beauty. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to say is when she talked about us, we want to show you that we didn't let it, (laughs) we did for a while. Yes. But then we didn't stay there. No, we didn't stay there because when the Lord entered in, he's like, I can't let you stay there. I got to, you cannot be defined by what you were. I need you to be defined by who I am. Now there are some of you who do stay there. I've seen it over and over and over again. Because it's comfortable. It is. And, and I get it. I, I get it too. But, and we're going to talk about this later, but you never heal, you never flourish, and you never move on. You're still in the same stagnant, chaotic, at that point, voluntary mental mess. And, but we're going to give you some tools today and show you you don't have to stay there. Okay. So, uh, what are you looking for, Anna? Oh, I'm just looking to see how cute Ico was. Oh, he's adorable. And yeah, he's, and Rascal's on the couch. I can see him. Yeah, he's <laughs> totally him. passed out. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, back to Abigail. And she was probably in a very involuntary situation. I'm pretty sure she was in an arranged marriage. She was in an arranged marriage with an, a lunatic. Um, she couldn't leave. And we say that because that was typical of that time. It was very, very typical for arranged marriages. Arranged in fact, marriage, I don't yeah. know if there was ever not an arranged marriage at that time. It was usually Agreed. somebody you knew and you just married your families together. So most likely that's why we say that. If you're wondering like, well, how do you know? Well, it was well we because don't. of culture notes. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. We don't actually know. That's why That's why I said earlier, yeah. we're totally speculating about behind the scenes here. Because, yeah, contact clues. Yeah, we don't have, uh, these aren't things that the scripture actually says. These are things that we've picked up and we're using them as an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, she couldn't leave. I don't think she would have wanted to. That wasn't a, a popular back then either. No. Not just to leave. She couldn't run. No, she couldn't that run. She couldn't leave. She, yeah, she couldn't. She had no real choice. Yeah. Except... She chose to flourish anyway. Yes, she did. And even if she had someone we'll to run later. to, yeah, even if she had someone to yeah. run to, she couldn't because Mm-mm. of the times and the culture that right. she lived in. She was trapped in her situation. So my question is, are mm-hmm. you? Are you trapped? Even if we get into, I'm sorry, even if we get out of the chaotic mess, we are never the same. Our minds are still trapped. My mind was trapped mm-hmm. for a good six months. Um, but we, we don't, 
we, when we're in that type of situation, we do not come out of that type of situation unchanged, unscathed, or unscarred. It just doesn't happen. And if you did, you are in complete denial. And we have the tools to help with that too. Right. Because you want to use that to become that new person. When, when the Lord said he's going to make you into a new creation, he uses your scars to make you into Absolutely. a beautiful new creation. Well, our scars, and this is a good example, our scars yeah. and our mess, we actually have been helping women for years yeah. because of it. I have two literal scars that I can see every yeah. day that says, hey, don't do this again. Yeah. You know, don't go back. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to, and I'm sure you are, mm-hmm. feel the same as what I'm about to say. I wouldn't be able to help the women that I've helped if I had not personally gone through it. One, they wouldn't listen to me. Right. And two, my testimony is often worse than theirs. So sometimes they think theirs is a piece of cake. Right. Okay. <laughs> and saying. they're like, man, if you can do it, I can do it. I'm like, girl, you can do it. Yeah. You that's why That's why we're having you go first before mine, because mine's not anywhere near like that. No, but we're going to show both sides, yes. and I love it. So we're going to get to that soon. Um, okay, so again, we aren't going to read the entire story of um, Abigail and Nabal, but uh, we're going to talk about his fabulous, fabulous decisions, because he made some good, fabulous decisions. Okay, that's sarcasm. Um, One thing that happens is that King David is wandering around and he's helping Nabal's shepherds out by protecting them. It was customary for the Mm -hmm. owner of the shepherds to pay homage to the protectors, even if they were voluntary protectors. So David sent some men out to ask for food and provisions and Nabal, he's okay. So David sent men to Nabal who was the the um owner of the shepherds and sheep and um and he was asking for food and provisions and that was customary at that time and Nabal being the stand up guy that he was he gave them tons and tons of things okay now does that sound like Nabal the yeah. Nabal that we know and love nope he basically scoffed and laughed and mocked him which I guess he thought was a great idea. And he happened to be the only one who thought that was a great idea because when David found out, he gathered his men and he headed over to Nabal's to slaughter him and all the guys in his household. He was going to take them out. This is the man Abigail was married to. married to. She was married to a dang fool who didn't care about anybody but himself. And there was no one as important to him as him. And if you want to hear the whole study, you can go to setforliferadio.com. You can go there. And uh, our pastor of our church, he's done the... Oh, he did the whole thing. He did the whole thing. So you can always pick up there if you want to hear the rest. Yep. Or read it. Or read it. Yeah, you can read it. Yeah, we encourage you to read it. But if you also want to go through a study, you can go there too. Oh, it's a good one. Yes. It's a good one. Yeah, we encourage that as well. Okay. So we, again, we are skipping around the story, which is something that we don't normally do, but we have a lot to cover. So I'm picking out the highlights that we need and the info about Abigail and her perfectly wonderful husband that is necessary for the points that we want to convey today. More sarcasm. Um, I encourage you to read again. We encourage you to read Mm -hmm. the entire story because it's a good one. And, um, Again, we already did yes. the podcast as well, but you can go there too. Yeah, I would encourage you though to listen to the Set for Life radio and then ours. Yeah, because that one <laughs> is a more detailed line by line good one. And 
but we get into good stuff too when we talk about it. And yeah, you know, so but um, it is our first one. So just give us a little bit of a <laughs> leeway. Be kind. Yeah, a little leeway there. All right, so uh, let's see here. We're going to skip around the verses where Nabal was mocking David, and we're just going to kind of piece things together. But I wanted to pick back up with verse 12, where we see how angry David got. And we also get to see how our lovely Abigail reacts. Because we want to make sure when you're reading this, when when you're listening to Joanna read this, please pay attention to what Abigail doesn't do. And what she does do, but also really pay attention to what she doesn't do. Oh, that's a good one, Anna. Okay, so we're going to start with verse 12. Um, So David's young men turned on their heels. This is after they got the mocking news from Nabal, turned on their heels and went back. And they came and told David, uh, they came and told him being David, all these words, meaning all the mocking and all the rude things Nabal had just said about David. This is what. The men were telling David. Then David said to his men, every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David and 200 stayed with the supplies. Anyone want to guess what David was about to do? Maybe go and invite him up for tea, perhaps? Not normally with a sword. Yeah, I think not. Uh, now, one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he, being Nabal, reviled them. Okay, stopping here. Quick side note for us to remember to remember soon in the future. I looked up reviled. Here are some synonyms about reviled. Mocked, berated, tongue-lashed, verbally pummeled, and abused. So he was verbally abusive to David's men about King David himself. By the time King David, by this time, King David had a reputation of being a mighty warrior. He was Mm -hmm. unafraid. Future king. Yep. Unafraid. Awesome in combat. There is not, this is not someone you want to go around bad bad mouthing, knowing full well it was going to get right back to him. I'm just saying, this isn't something you want to do. And yet, that's exactly what Nabal did. Nabals of the world live in a fantasy land where they think they are untouchable and indestructible. They do not care about anyone or anything. They don't care who they hurt or who is affected by their horribleness. And that's exactly what we will continue to see. I just like the idea that when they went to Abigail, that said one, she wasn't even near like Nabal. She wasn't like him because they felt comfortable to go to her to talk to her. Yeah. And that was the other thing is I really like this. The idea is he didn't go to her for the fun of it. He went to her expecting a solution. Knowing full well she was going to have one. Yeah. He He trusted her enough to do that. Because otherwise, why would he have gone to her if he didn't trust her? If he didn't think he was safe around her or because otherwise any normal person would have gone. Forget this. And he would have left. Right. These are <laughs> the kind of women and wives we need to be. So let's yes. take note about what we're about to learn yes. about her and start incorporating. And not this, what she did. Yeah. yeah. And start incorporating her actions yes. or non-actions Action. into our own lives. Yes. And this this can be incorporated in our marriages, mm-hmm. in our relationships with our children, our work, yes. our church, everything. Grocery store. Absolutely. No matter where you are, these things you can incorporate in your life going forward. Okay, so 
Um, verse 14. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we were accompanied them and we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and day. All the time we were with them keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against his household, for he is such a scoundrel, a.k.a. low-life villain, that one cannot speak to him. But yet they could go to her. They could go to her. So have y'all, a question, have y'all ever been in a relationship with someone that you literally cannot speak to them? They are a know-it-all, or they make it very clear that everything you say is completely stupid. That's who she's married to. Okay, ladies, let's see firsthand what the meaning of good under... I love... We're going to talk about good understanding. I've been wanting to talk about this. Let's see what good understanding looks like. We have about 12 verses or so, and we're going to read... um, We're going to read these in a row, and we're going to see how she reacts to the situation. So y'all stick with us. It's a little bit more longer reading. We normally break it up, but we're going to read the whole thing, and then we're going to talk about it and and watch her when we're reading when Joanna reads watch her language the the language that Abigail uses or doesn't use watch how she does not approach she doesn't approach her husband you know she doesn't it's not like she goes and yells and scream at him i want you to take note of that just in case you're like and what am i not listening what you're looking for is that she did not do what typical society tells us to do Right. So we're going to break that down. Yes. And um, but yes, it's good to be paying attention to it. And let's see what she does and doesn't do. Yes. How she reacts or doesn't react. And these are things that are so important for us to learn. And already these are good tools to start packing away in your toolbox. Okay. again, this is long. Stick with us. And I we didn't want to break it up because it, it just needs to go together. Yes. Okay. so verse 18. Let me switch my reading over here. Okay. Then Abigail made haste and took. She made haste, y'all. She made haste. She didn't wait around. Nope. And And it was immediate. You can tell. Then she did. It was immediate. Right then. Here we go. Yeah. She's like, all right, we're doing this. Here we go. So then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins. Let me back up. Sometimes it is good to not make haste and go into prayer and um. Get some good discernment for the Lord. But you're um, going to see the Lord was in on this, and this is what he gave her to do. Listen, he gave her an emergency situation to deal with, and he gave her some and emergency she, tools. Yes, and she because she had a love for her people. We yes. don't see where she ever had children. If y'all, if y'all haven't, if you're not familiar with the story, we don't see where she ever had children. If she had children with this guy. With some Nabal? Reason. No, she didn't. I don't think so, because they never with talk David, about that. Yes, yes but not, but with, but not with them. Mm-mm. So she, but she had such a love for the people around her. Yes, she was a sweet, good-hearted woman. And we're going to see that as well. So anyway, um, yes. just wanted to throw that in yes, there. Yes, you're right. Being hasty is not always a good thing. And the Lord does want us to wait and um, come to Him, the Lord, and to pray about it. But 
this was a, they were about to die. And there was, she didn't have two or three days to right. get pray some and fast. Like Esther had like a few days to pray and fast. Yes. The Lord Abigail gave it to does her not. immediately. Right. And she, she acted upon it. <clears throat> Sometimes we have immediate situations that require immediate um, action. But you're going to see that the Lord and, was with her on this. Right. And this was one of them. Okay. So then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, meaning they were ready to cook and eat. Five sayas of roasted grain, which was about seven quarts in our modern measurements, and 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of figs, and she loaded them on a donkey. And she said to her servants, go on before me. See, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. We're not saying that you should always keep secrets. That's not what we're saying. But in this case, it was better for him to not know. She doesn't hold it from him. It's just at this time, it was not good for him to know at this time. Yeah, she actually tells him later. later. But in the meantime, she already knew his reaction. And he was and getting she, drunk anyway. Yeah, and she didn't have time to explain things because her house, her home, everybody yeah. was about to die. They were already headed to her. Yes. They were about to die. And yes. she knew it. Okay. Ain't got no time to talk to a fool. Mm-mm. Okay. Took. She did what she needed to do with the the instructions the Lord gave her. So verse 20. So it was as she rode on the donkey that she went down under cover over the hill and there and there were David and his men coming down toward her and she met them. Now, David said, surely in vain, I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him. And he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so and more also to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him um, by morning light. Now, Abigail saw David. Now, when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly, quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David and bowed down to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, oh, me, on me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives, as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now let, now, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, with your own hand, now then let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present with uh, this present, which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who followed my Lord. Please forgive the trespasses of your maidservant for the Lord will certainly make my Lord an enduring house because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, capital L, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God and the lives of your enemies. He shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling 
and it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according when the Lord capital L has done for my Lord little L according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and he has appointed you ruler over Israel that this will be no grief to you nor offense of heart to my Lord either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt with my, but when the Lord capital L has dealt with my Lord, then remember your servant. Okay. So that was a lot at once, but look at her good understanding. She, she knew the Lord. The, gets the, it. Yeah. She knows the Lord, the Lord, the God the of heaven, Lord. the earth, the God of ho- the capital Holy One of L. Israel. She knew him and he gave her those words. <laughs> She now and and this is um, a language we don't speak today, but uh, we're going to break this down. But God here. was speaking through her to yes, David. Yes, and she, you know what? The Lord knew exactly yeah. how to get to David. And the Lord didn't have to use Abigail. No, He didn't have to go through her. At all. He chose to go through her to go to David. The Lord spoke to David all the time. He could have told him himself. Yeah. He could have said, "Hey, back up, hun. You know, son, back up. Calm but, down. Yeah. Relax a minute. I got this. Yeah. That is not but what instead, the Lord did. He let this woman." He went through her to get to David to show us that the Lord uses us in that she was obviously knew who the Lord was. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So that was a lot. She knew exactly how to diffuse the situation that was about to obliterate them. Where did she get this good understanding from Mm -hmm. God? He gave her the tools she needed to survive a foolish, harsh, selfish horrible husband, as well as protect her whole family from the destruction of death that, that was about to happen any second. And we don't know how long they've been married. We haven't slowed as clear. I know. But uh, mm. apparently long enough to where she knew who he was and the Lord had been working on her. Yeah, I don't she, think she woke up one morning and had it all together. I think the Lord had been really working on her. Yeah. Obviously, because the young men felt comfortable to go to her. Yeah. And that's a, a, that's a developed relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, she was married long enough to figure him out. Yep. Exactly. In that, the, in the servants to say, yeah. to be comfortable with her. Yeah. Okay. So the Lord gave her some tools, but you know what? The Lord gives us the same tools. And we're going to talk about these tools in just a minute. Um, ladies, we, listen, we, me and Anna live, eat and breathe these tools. They are vital to our marriage, our our sanity, our lives, our relationships. We use them every time we get the chance to use them. They're super important to us. And um, these are things that we want to share. We want to share these tools with you. Okay, so we need y'all to, to be paying attention, get a piece of paper and write these down if you want to. Unless you're in your car, please don't. Yes, don't. Don't do that. If you're in your car listening, please don't. Yeah, but you can go back and listen to the podcast and write them down then, okay? (laughs) Memorize them, something. Yes, so um, let's see how David reacted to her words. We're going to start in verse 32. We're going to look to see, I mean, did he take out his sword? Did he strike her down? Did he freak out on her? Let's see how he reacted. Yeah, but we'll also point out that Abigail was beautiful and David liked the girls. Okay, yes, there's that. There's okay, so, The Lord okay, knew what he was doing. He, he had this beautiful woman falling on her face, bowing down to him. Okay, that's irrelevant. None of this is... No, it actually was. That showed respect. What she did was showed such deep respect for him 
to get his attention that, hey, look, yeah, I, that's come, true. I have no weapons. I come in peace. I have respect for you. Um, if you really want to take your wrath out on somebody, take it out on me. Yeah. She was willing to take the wrath. Completely vulnerable. Which is, which is a great on purpose. parallel because Jesus said the same thing. He went before the Father and bowed and said, let the, let the wrath be on me so that yeah. I can protect my, the, those who gave their lives who, who want me in their lives. Yep. Like Anna said at the beginning, this whole story is a Jesus parallel. Yes. It's all through it. We, we, did, been, we didn't make this stuff up, no, ladies. It's in the Bible. We've been the foolish ones in God's Absolutely. eyes. Absolutely. I've certainly and been And Jesus enable. went before the Father and bowed yeah. himself to him, saying, look, take let the wrath be on me, and, and so I can save these people who are willing to follow after me. letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.